0: This is Science Friday. I'm Ira Flato. As the effects of our climate crisis become more visible everywhere, artists are reflecting those changes in their work. Sci-fi producer Dee Peter Schmidt spoke to one of those artists, folk musician Daniel Bachman, about his new album and how the recent floods and wildfires in Virginia shaped the music's creation. To start things off, here's a clip of one of the songs from the album 540 Supercell. Daniel Bachman is an acclaimed folk musician and independent scholar. We're here to talk about his new album, Almanac Behind, a blend of Appalachian folk music and audio collages documenting the effects of extreme weather and climate change that's affected his home region of Central Virginia. Daniel Bachman, welcome to Science Friday.
1: Hey, thanks so much for having me. Yeah.
0: Can you tell me about what happened in your personal life that made you want to make an album like this?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, some people out there might remember last January, Virginia, Washington, D.C., Maryland. This region got a a really heavy wet snow that was really uncharacteristic for our region. It was destroying power infrastructure and closing roads, and uh, it shut down Interstate 95. People were trapped in their cars. It was really bad So the very first field recordings and ideas for this kind of came from that first storm, a lot of the wind sounds and hail and sleet. And then um, kind of had the idea, you know, okay, I'm going to document everything that we experience through the end of this uh, record process.
0: Yeah. Why did you think it was necessary to have field recordings to communicate the message of the album?
1: Well, you know, it's it's tough working in the confines of traditional Western instruments, you know, whether it be banjo or guitar, even piano and stuff, you're kind of bound to a certain harmonic range that only expresses so much emotion, you know. And so Hmm. when you get into these deep problems that we face, I feel sometimes that you lose the weight of these events if you're just simply trying to play a minor or major scale or, (laughs) you know, things like that. But in order to really convey the power of these events, you know, when you hear rushing water or, you know, like hard driving rain, I really thought that using the field recordings intentionally, you know, it's this is something that people can, from all over the world, hopefully could relate to, you know, these sounds are inherent to our experience living on Earth. And uh, it just happens, you know, that I'm just, you know, interested in folk cultures and history and... That's my vehicle for it.
0: Yeah, Appalachia has this incredibly rich history of, of not just storytelling, but passing those stories down. And as you've mentioned, you've done quite a bit of your own historical research on the cultures and folklore of Virginia and its music. Can you talk a bit about that work and if you wanted Almanac Behind to be in conversation with that history and tradition?
1: Yeah, the, there's a tradition of documenting events, and especially natural disasters in folk music. Charlie Patton has High Water Everywhere. There's Dry Blues. Uncle Dave Macon has Tennessee Tornado, you know. So, yeah, I was definitely aiming for that energy creating this piece. You know, I kind of wanted it to be a contemporary document of these events. It's, it, it's definitely abstract, you know, but I do like to think that it does kind of fall in line um, in that history. Of music
0: yeah I mean it's abstract but even though the subject matter is pretty dark mm-hmm. to me at least it, it was very calming to listen to I've listened to the album a few times and you weave emergency radio broadcast transmissions into the album and then like you follow them up with solo meditative banjo. How did you think about balancing really intense and kind of maybe like diametrically opposed emotions on this?
1: Yeah, well, there's a lot of waiting in these events. The time between when, you know, you learn over the radio broadcasts or whatever, how you hear about these things coming... There's a calmness, you know, that you almost feel. Even if they do hit like a train, you can see them coming. And I was hyper aware of weather while I was documenting it. You know, I had my field recorder by the front door. And, you know, at any time that we were going to have weather that was going to produce a good audio sample, I was, you know, ready to go out there and stuff. It was pretty wild to to put this thing together.
0: Yeah. I read that you involved your friends and family to help you gather the sounds on this album.
1: It felt good to bring family and friends in it. I did ask my friend Will Thornton, who's a sound artist from Fredericksburg, if he could contribute some of his flood recordings. So in the section where you hear the waters rising and electrical lines snapping and stuff, that's actually the sound of um, five major rivers in Virginia at flood stage all at once. A friend of mine, Zeph Mann, actually made a computer program that renders photographs into wave files. And forest fires are becoming increasingly common in the um, middle Appalachians here. So I took photographs of different weather events of Old Rag Mountain here in Madison County with a red sun setting behind it from wildfire smoke and then completely rearrange the pixels and you get a new thing out of it. Can you tell me about the sort of cyclical nature of this album? Yeah, the, the album actually plays on a loop. Um, if you listen to it through um, and you have it on repeat, it um, starts with wind blowing through chimes on our front porch and as, you know, the cleanup efforts are happening towards the end of the record, you can hear the chimes um, and the wind picking up again, kind of hinting that, you know, that this is um, a repeating cycle, you know, that we're entering. And if I can quote Professor Bill McGuire's um, new book, Hot House Earth, he suggests, you know, that we might not be uh, experiencing extreme weather anymore, but simply just weather. You know, these events are increasingly the norm. So that's that's kind of what I was getting at, you know, with the, the looping nature of the record. You know, one of the things, without getting too far out, that I actually really liked about working on this record is that it did feel like I was working collaboratively with non-human partners. You know, just being with these weather events, working with them to create a piece of art. That's the energy that I like, <laughs> you know, that is, is making me feel better in these times a little bit, you know, working with these forces in the earth instead of constantly trying to, you know, push them away or whatever. Totally. I
0: love that idea. What do you hope people take away after listening to Almanac Behind?
1: Well, uh, currently, you know, how we talk about climate change, I think there's a real tendency in the U.S. right now to kind of put it off. But, you know, we we really are seeing these drastic earth changes happen constantly all over the globe and so i made this album you know as a way for me to kind of participate in climate activism that i see other people doing that i'm really inspired about and just you know hope that it serves as a a document but um yeah this is the way that i feel that i can best participate in raising awareness of you know what's happening to our earth
0: yeah Well, thank you. I I really recommend people check out the album. If you go to our site, you can watch the film that accompanies Almanac Behind. Uh, That's at sciencefriday.com slash climate songs. Daniel, thank you so much for your time, and, and thank you for the album. It's really special.
1: Well, thank you so much, too. This is such a pleasure.
0: That was Daniel Bachman, musician and independent scholar.